This is Gemara and Shabbos Daf Kuf Mem Gimel tonight. Cheers be as Chusfur Shleim Vachaim Vrom Vachanit Chayvata Basvan Chayim Sir Yisdom Sir Rizal Shem Zivim Rizal Yidol Sir Baskinal Yisdom Chayim Sir Resin Yisdom Ben Mindel Yisdom Pertzin Yudus Shavalei Atinik Ben Chayet Sir Lotzar Shlomut Bas No Ami Bashevavega Bashira Chaner Fall Dove Bas Ita Riva Besayshar Chali Yisrael. We pick it up on the bottom of Kuf Mem Beis Mem Beis. We're holding the two dots, about seven lines into the wide lines. And as much as we read this last Gemara a little bit fast, let's just do a quick recap. Basically, there's two dinim. There's a din of and there's a din of meniach. When it comes to a bus, it suddenly becomes a base for a muksa. We have a barrel. On the barrel is a stone. If you put the stone there with kavana to be there for the entire Shabbos, you put the money on the pillow with kavana to be there on Shabbos, then it is a bus. And then you're not allowed to move the barrel, you're not allowed to move the pillow, you're not allowed to shake it off because it gets the bus, it gets the same din as the muksa itself. But if you're a you do not intend for it to be there throughout Shabbos. It just happens to have been left there. Then the din is that you're allowed to knock it off. So we said by the barrel, you're allowed to tilt it off and tilt off the stone, or you're allowed to pick it off and move the stone elsewhere if there's nowhere to tilt it off. Similar by the pillow, we said you tilt off the money, but let's say you need the bed. Tilting off the money from the pillow onto your bed is not going to help because you need the bed, you need the makayim. Then we said you can pick up the pillow with the money. That's called tiltal minatzad litzarich mikayim, because you need the makayim. Then you can be allowed to pick it up and move it elsewhere. So now we pick it up, the Gemara, seven lines into the wide lines. That last case we just spoke about. When you have Money on a pillow, and you're picking up the pillow, or you're tilting off the pillow. You forgot your wallet in a chater. Content that we've seen. You allowed to take your child. You allowed to take a loaf of bread. You're allowed to put it on the wallet, and then you'll be allowed to move the wallet. Agav. Because of it becomes auxiliary to the child to the loaf of bread, those items are allowed to be moved. And then, if we put the wallet on top of it, underneath it, you'll be allowed to move it. Agav the loaf of bread or the child. And what's bothering everyone right now that we said a moment, we said a daf or two ago, this is only a din by a mace. The Gemara will deal with it right now. Amar Av Yitzchak. Similarly, Shachach Levena Bachatzer, someone forgot a brick in the courtyard. Menech Lakik or Tina Kumadalta, you take a child, take a loaf of bread, put it by the brick, and then you can move them both together. Amr Avi Yudabar Shilam Ravosi Asi, Pamachas, Shachu Diskayim Leamois, I forgot my personal money. Bisratia, and Roshas Rabim, Ubava Shalos of Nach Yechran, I came and I asked of Yechran, Vamar Lohen, Nech Lakik or Tina Kumadalta, move the Kik or Tina, because we have three different cases that we said we have an item that is muxa, you can't move it. What do you do? Take a child, take a loaf of bread, and because you'd like to move the child, move the loaf of bread. Agav there, because this muksa item will come auxiliary to the child of the loaf of bread, and I'll be allowed to move it. Amar Mar Zutra, Hilchza Kecholani Shmeitza, Bishay Cheyach. The Allah by all these cases, only if you forgot it there. You're never allowed to set up this case on purpose. Rav Ashi, Amar Fidu Shechech, Nami Loi. Rav Ashi says, even if you forgot it, you're not allowed to do that. Vlai Amru Kikar Tinoik, Ela Lameis Belvad, the din of Kikar Vatinoik is a special kula by a mace, covered Abrias, we're afraid the mace is rotting. That's when we spend this special dispensation they had to move it but with the child or a loaf of bread or all other types of muksa you are not abaya monachkipa kibi abaya put a spoon on top of this uh, muksa item, Rava Manach Sakina, Rava put a knife of Eryena onto the raw uh, meat and in order to move it. Umatalta, he moved it. Amr Av Yosef, Kamel Charitza, Shemaitza, the Dardiki, how Charif, how sharp is the teaching of these two young lads, Abai and Rava, Eimadan Ravana Mishachel, Chaschil, and Amar, how are you allowed to do this? You're not allowed to set up the situation. It sounds like Abai always put his spoon on, Rava always put his knife and he moved it. That sounds like Lechatschil, you're never allowed to do it only if you happen to be in the situation. So how are you allowed to do that? Says in truth, really, if I was another chashiv, 
Really, I wouldn't have to even put the spoon on it. This brick, this uh, kipi, this pile of uh, of leaves or whatever it was, you're really allowed to move it, says Abaya. Why? Because you could sit on top of it. So Abaya says, really, it's not books at all. The fact that I put a spoon on it was just a chomra. Amarava anam. Similarly, says Rav, if I was another Chashav, I wouldn't have to put a knife on top of this raw meat as well, raw chicken. Why not? Because it's fit for chewing. So Bayan Rav both explained that the fact that they put the spoon, the fact that they put the knife on this item, which was muksa, was not maker adin, and therefore it's not a problem that they did a lechatchila, because really these items weren't muksa at all. The stone you could have sat on, and the raw meat you could eat, chew on, but they just did it as a chumrah. So now the Gemara three lines from the bottom says, time of the Chazil Omsa. Sounds like according to Rav, the only reason is because you could chew this chicken, raw chicken. But if you can't chew it, then it's going to Yasmi Muksa. Does that mean that Rav holds like Rav Yehuda? Again, Rabbi Yehuda, in the opinion that there is Muksa connected of Shimin, Rav told his servant, Take some chicken, raw chicken meat, and throw it to the cat. But according to Rav Yehuda, the old Muksa, you're not going to throw it to the cat. Since it's human food, you're not allowed to go and discard it for an animal. The fact that an animal could theoretically eat it does not give you permission to move this raw meat. So if Rava held like Rav Yudha, why did Rava tell his servant to pick up the raw chicken and throw it to the cat? Says the Gemara, come and give them an alpha, very important rule. Since the chicken, raw chicken meat is spoiled, therefore his dust is on it. He did not intend to ever eat it, and therefore he intended it to be animal food, therefore he could feed to the cat. yesterday before Shabbos. Says the Gemara, this is logical. Why? A woman should not enter into the storehouse to taste it, take a. Uh, Piece of wood, Rashi says, an odd is a uh, is a, a wood twig or something that they use to fuel their fire source. So a woman should not go in and take a twig. If you're not allowed to use it to light a fire on Yontif, why? And you're not let to use broken galim shemami nasu for your taraya that he holds like Rav Yehuda that is moksa according to Rav Shimon. Even if the item breaks, it doesn't become moksa only according to Rav Yehuda. When the item breaks, it becomes moksa. Therefore, the fact that Rava. We see that Rava held like Rav Yehuda because Rava Darshan and Rava said you should not take this broken item, this broken twig, in order to use it on Yantif, showing us that Rava held like Rav Yehuda, and therefore everything fits very well. The Rava held like Rav Yehuda, and therefore the reason why Rava did not allow the movement of this raw chicken, unless it was fit to be chewed, is because he held like Rav Yehuda that it's not fit to give it to the animals. Says the Mishnah Kufmem Gimel Amid Aleph, five, six lines down. Beishamei says you finish a meal, you got some leftover bones, you got some leftover shells, you let him move it off the table. No, you're not allowed to move the bones, you're not allowed to move the shells, you got to pick up the whole table and shake it off. Similarly, the Gemara says, you got to take off from the table the Berur and the piece of bread that are less than a Kezayis. And the husks and the shells of these different oifanim beans and the lentil beans, why? Because they're animal fodder, they're animal food, so I had to move these shells. Sfog, so when you have a sponge, they're unrelated in, there's a handle on the sponge that's made out of leather, then you're allowed to wipe with it. You're squeezing out the sponge. Why? If it has a handle, it's yes allowed, is a tremendous machlik as we shine in. Says the end of the Mishnah, you're allowed to move it. 
Rabbanon on Shabbos as a din of a kli, and it's not Mekabal Tama. So the Gemara now begins, and the Gemara says, what's going on over here? Bishamah is more Mekel, Bishil is more Machmer. What was the first thing in the Mishnah? The first thing in the Mishnah was Bishamah says, you know how to move the shells, you know how to move the pits and the boats. Bishil says, no, pick up the whole table. That should be the opposite. Amr Nachman Anu Emmanuel Bishamikiv Yudah Basilikiv Shimon. Flip it around. Basilil is like Rav Shimon. Basilil is the makel. Basilil is the one that's going to allow you to move the bones and the shells. Whereas Bishamik is going to be Machmal. It's been Rav Yehuda, and he's in a hole that you have to pick up the whole table and shake it off. Ma'avir l'nei Ashukah Beiruni. You got to take off from the table. These bits of bread says the Gemara Mesayla the Rav Yechanan. This is a riot to Rav Yechanan. The Amar Rav Yechanan Rav Yechanan holds Peirun Shein Ben Kazayis Aser LaAvdam Biyad. You're not allowed to. Uh, ruin them, you're not allowed to destroy them. So what's the raya? The raya is, says Rashi, from the fact that it says, you take them off the table, ma'avirin. It doesn't say you throw them off. So that shows us that you're taking off these pieces of bread and you're not discarding them like the opinion of Rav Yechon. You should not be wasteful with bread. Bread is a special kavod. And therefore, you should take these piruin, even the pieces less than gzayis, and you should save them. Sha'ar selayfanim, so you have these shells of these different types of uh, beans and lentil beans and the uh, legumes and all these different things says the Gemara money Rev Shimon needs less than Muksa. so the Mishnah sounds like it's the opinion of Rev Shimon he doesn't hold the Muksa. they're really allowed to move these shells and these husks etc but it says in the when it came to the sponge if it has a handle you can wipe with it if it does not have a handle you cannot wipe with it that's the opinion of Rev Yehuda when you're wiping with the sponge, you're not intending to squeeze it out, seemingly, says the Gemara. And therefore, the Mishnah says it's also unless it has a handle. Seemingly, that's like the opinion of Rav Yehuda. So how could the Rav be Rav Shimon and the Sefer of Yehuda? So we all know the answer. But if you're the Rav Shimon, the Rav Shimon is might in this case. Why? It's going to happen when you wipe with it. It's that it's going to squeeze out the liquid. And therefore, even Rav Yehuda, sorry, even Rav Shimon is mighty that it's usser. And this is one of the big uh, discussions when it comes to a lot of the different towels and towelettes and baby wipes and all and sponges and all these different items and Shabbos, that when you wipe with them, even if your intention is not necessarily to squeeze, but it's a psikresha, and mighty Rav Shimon psikresha, therefore they are forbidden. Says the Gemara, honey, Garina, the Tamri, these, uh, these shells, these pits of the Tamarim of the dates, Aramaisa of Armenians, Charlotte Tatalin, you let them move them. Hold the Chazan Iman, because they're fitting due to their mother, due to their parent uh, species. But the Persian ones, you're not going to move. Shmuel would move them. When he would move his bread, he would move these shells, these seeds as well, these pits as well. Says the Gemara Shmuel Shmuel goes according to his reasoning. We're eight lines for the end of the paradigm. You allowed to use bread for any usage, and Shmuel uses bread to move the muksa shells, the pits, and whatnot, that he would put them on top of the bread, and then he would move the bread with it. Rabba would move these pits with the pail of water. As he was eating the seeds, he would make up a pile, it would be disgusting, and then he would remove it again. We're trying to figure out you're eating shells, you're eating seeds, you're eating all these different items from Shabbos. How you let him move them? They come muksa. So Shmuel moved them with his bread. Now we have over here the next opinion of Yeshua, he piled them up, they became disgusting. Once they're disgusting, Graf Shalrei, you're allowed to move it. We know you're not allowed to create a Graf Shalrei. So why was he allowed to go and specifically pile up these shells, these pits, and these seeds in order to be a Graf Shalrei? Rav and I'm the Ravash the Meimar. You're not allowed to do that. So Sheshes, and that's the reason why Ravashi didn't like that last answer. And we must have went with one of the other answers. Says the Gemara, Sheshes Zarklu Belishna. He would spit it with his tongue. And uh, 
Uh, he was fitted with his tongue. He was fitted behind the bed. Again, beds were couches. That's where they used to eat on. He was fitted out. Again, different ways of getting rid of the shelves and the pits without them being on the table because they become moksa or it's grafts to raise one after or because you let to move it with the bread. Another way to deal with it is let's say you have a plate and you have all these shelves in it. If you always make sure there's a spoon or a different utensil on the plate, then the plate will be a bosses for the spoon, the dover hatter, and for the shelves in the pit, the for Isser, and they will also allow you to move it, but just to move the shells by themselves, that is very potentially an issue. A muksa, that was a quick parak, so we should definitely do a chazara, only a quick blot in three quarters. Let's move along. Let's begin the 22nd parak. Parak Chavis says the Mishnah. Chavish and Ishra, a barrel breaks. This is going to be reminiscent of the fire, and the point is when a barrel breaks, it's a, it's a situation of Bahala. It's a situation of pandemonium. There's a barrel of wine, it's flying everywhere, and people in a situation of pandemonium can pretend to do things wrong, similar to the fire. So says the Mishnah, what do you do? Let us save from the barrel amount of feed three meals. And you go tell someone else, come, save, take whatever you need. Similarly, like we saw by the fire. But you're not allowed to soak it up. Of course, similarly, once we're discussing schita, you're not allowed to squeeze fruits. mashkin. Can't take an orange, squeeze it out on Shabbos to take out the liquid. Is there schita? Is there of extracting a, a tolda of dash pashtos that it's, it's, it's similar to threshing, taking out that which is inside? This is a different type of schita. Till now, we've learned schita. Oh, you have a beggar, like we saw in Amanal. If you have a garment, and when you are a sponge, and as you squeeze, you take out the liquid. Here's a different type of schita that a fruit or something that the liquid starts inside it to squeeze that out is aser. Then you may asman, and let's say the liquid comes out on its own. You have an orange, you have a fruit, we'll have to see which fruit, and the liquid. Zav me'il of like flows on its own. That liquid is aser. Rav Yehuda Imer im If these are fruits to eat them, then hayitzim and mutter that which comes out on its own is going to be permissible. Vim lemashkin. But if there are fruits that are there for drinking, like let's say more like an orange or something like that, which is there for the liquid or a lemon, maybe then hayitzim and mutter. Then that which comes from it is aser. So if you differentiate that when discussing the liquid that comes out on its own from a fruit, it depends what type of fruit is it. Is it a, a juicing fruit? Fruit, or is it an eating fruit? And obviously nowadays we're gonna know we're gonna run into difficulty because basically all fruits people eat and all fruits people use for juicing. Let's continue. Chalish Tavash Ariskan you have a honeycomb that was uh, squashed, that was squished on uh, Erev Shabbos, Erev Shabbos. The Yatsami Atzman and then on Shabbos it's coming on its own. Asurin Rav Lazar Matir and that we'll have to get to tomorrow. Says the Gemara Tana. We learned in the Mishnah. You're not allowed to squeeze out the oil. You're not allowed to, I'm sorry, you're not allowed to squeeze out the wine. Where's my Rashi? And you're not allowed to, as well, squeeze out the uh, oil. Why not? Because you're not allowed to do it the same way that you do during the week. A similar, once we're discussing things you're not allowed to do because they're similar to weekday activities, if your payrus get all spread out in the chutzr, in the courtyard, you got to pick up one at a time and eat it. You can't gather up all the different fruits into the basket. Of tirchav and excessive bother on Shabbos, even though it might not be something that you necessarily break a sweat, but 
collecting all the fruits, all these things. That's what we mentioned. If you remember, I think it was yesterday when we spoke about tilting out the barrel and the stone flies out and all the fruit flies out. So one answer the Gemara said is because the pears retuvim. The flavors get disgusting. And that's why you don't have to tilt them out. But we mentioned then that if they don't get disgusting, you tilt them out and then you pick them back up. But the Mishbura makes mention, don't forget this Gemara, that if you're going to have fruit everywhere, you're not going to be allowed to pick them all up because that's going to be a Tiercha says the two dots about five lines into the Gemara. Kofman Gilom and Beis in Seichlin is a Beirais. Now to squeeze out the fruit on Shabbos. Amar Yudah Mishmuel. Ma'idaider of Yudah lechachamim. So we again we had a machlekes of Yudah and the chachamim. The chachamim said anything that comes on its own is aser. The chachamim said you're not allowed to squeeze it. Rav Yudah said when it, discussing the liquids that come on its own, it depends. If it's fruit that's made for eating purposes, then the liquid that comes on its own is permissible. If it's fruit that's made for drinking purposes, then the fruit, liquid that comes on its own is forbidden. Says the Gemara. Rav Yehuda admits to the Chachamim. What does he admit? That all the liquid that comes on its own is going to be forbidden by Zesim and Anavim. These are the two quintessential items that are used for their liquids, olives and grapes. And therefore, in those two items, Rav Yehuda agrees whether you have these olives and grapes and you intend to use them for the liquid, whether you intend to eat them, but they are items that are squeezing items, and therefore automatically the liquid that comes out on its own is going to be forbidden on Shabbos. My time must has the Gemara give the Zechitin in who because these are items that are made for squeezing. Yav Daita, therefore that is what your Das is, therefore the liquid comes on its own, it's going to be forbidden. Ula Marav, and Ula Marav, that was Rav Yudah Mishmuel. Ula Marav says, Cholikai Rav Yudah Aviseh Sanadim, the exact opposite. Rav Yudah argues even by Zesim and Navim. Rav Yudah Amar, Halachik Rav Yudah, we paskin like Rav Yudah. What does it mean we pass like Rav Yudah again? Now we differentiate between the liquid that came out when it's fruit liquids or when it's drinking liquids, the halachic of you, the bishar pay rice, by all other fruits, the ain halachic of you, the bizis vanavim, and we do not possibly give you the bizis vanavim, seemingly that by zis vanavim, everything that comes out is going to be forbidden, but by other fruits, it's going to depend whether you brought in those fruits for juicing or for eating, and again, as we pointed out, it's going to be a little difficult nowadays to make that determination. Amar Rabba, Amar Avudam, Rishmol, and I'll just point out, maybe it has to do with your personal das. If you brought in the fruit to eat it, and then the liquid comes on its own, maybe that's what it has to do with. Amar Yudah, just to point out, I'm sorry, why this is very relevant, you make a fruit salad, you cut up all these different fruits and it's inside, and then the liquid comes out of the fruit on its own, that might be this case. Maybe there you'll have a dinner of bittel. We'll have to see more about this din. Amar Again, what we just saw, that Rav Yehudah's that anything that comes out of the, the olives and the grapes is forbidden. Oh, but now we add on. That the Chachamim admits Rav Yehudah that it depends whether it's there for eating or for drinking, Bishar payers by other fruits. So what's the Machlekes? If Rav Yehudah agrees by olives and grapes, and if the Chachamim agrees by other fruits, where do they argue? When you go out. When you forget, when you find by strawberries and pomegranates, that is the machloikis. Our view says it depends on whether the item is for drinking and the item is for eating. The Chachamim say it is always forbidden. So we basically have three levels over here. We have Zesim and Anavim, we have olives and grapes, which as we're going to see, that's going to be Nisr Schit of Daraisa. Those are the quintessential items that are used for squeezing the squeezels in Nisr Daraisa. And similarly, everyone's going to agree that that which comes out its own is going to be forbidden. On the opposite end of the spectrum, we have Shar Pei Rice, which we're going to have to see what fits into that category in that category. That's going to be dependent. Everyone agrees to you that depends if you brought in the item to eat or the brought in the item for the liquids. Then in the middle, we have something called Tutem, to remind him, we have berries and pomegranates, and that's going to be 
The case where we have a machleik is of Yehuda and the Chachamim. The Tani, like we learned in the Brisa, says the Gemara about fifteen lines on the bottom. Zizim shemashuk b'hem shemen olives that the oil comes from them vanavim and great shemashuk b'hem yayin that the wine is drawn from them vechnisen and you brought it in bein laachlon bein lemashkin whether you brought in the grapes whether you brought in the olives to eat them or for the liquid hayoytiman aser that which comes out of the grapes that which comes out of the olives is forbidden. That was category number one. Beautiful. Everyone agrees. Both of you and the Chachamim. Two tim. Uh, berries that the liquid comes from them and pomegranate that the wine again just the different liquids that comes out of these fruits and you brought it in to eat it then I ate man mutter like Rav limashkin if you brought it in for drinking ulistam or you brought it in for no reason which is very important that's very often the case then I ate man master then it's forbidden divi Rav Yehuda whether you brought it for the eating, whether you put in for the drinking, it's going to be forbidden. And that is a right that which you just said that by Zisim and Anavim, by olives and olives and grapes, everyone agrees whether you brought it in for fruit, whether you brought it in for the liquids, that the liquid that comes out of it in its own is going to be forbidden. Two timberi might in berries and pomegranates of you the holds it depends why you brought it in. And the chamim holds it's always forbidden. Says the Gemara, one second, on the last price. This summer of you the stam also you're gonna tell me that if you the hold the stam if you brought it in for no reason it's going to be forbidden, right? Because what do we said? We said Lemashkin Ulistam then of you that considers the same category if you brought it in for the liquid or for Stam for no reason. But tonight we learned in the Mishnah, Chalova Isha Mitami Lerotzain, Vishalai Lerotzain. We're just going to start this. We're really not going to go into this because it goes all the way into Naman Alf. So let's just begin reading this Kasha. We're really going to pick it up from here tomorrow. Again, Savra Yudha Stam Aser, Vatanan Chalova Isha, the milk of an Isha Mitame Lerotzain, Vishalai Lerotzain. Whether you have intention for it or not, it is Mitame. Chalova Hema, the milk of an animal, in Mitame El Lerotzain, is only Mitame if you have knowledge on it. The milk of a woman is only for children. And yet it is whether you want it or not, whether you have dasin or not. Certainly, Shavikiva didn't understand. It should be a kavu chaymer with the way that it gives off tama. So Amr Lai, they respond to Shavikiva. They're not comparable. No, it's more chamer. And again, I know this is a whole new sugya, so we're going to pick it up from over here. And basically, we're concluding that we have machlekes from Yudah and the Chachamim with regard to the middle category by two timber, money by berries and pomegranates. By the bottom level, sharp errors, everyone agrees to the Chachamim that it's always going to be forbidden. By the top category, by grapes and olives, everyone is going to agree. To the Chachami, to review. I'm sorry, I said that backwards. By Zaysim and Avim, everyone's going to agree to the Chacham's going to be forbidden. By the bottom category, to Yehuda, that depends on what you brought it in. The middle category, berries and pomegranate, that is the Machloikis. And again, we'll start from the Savar of Yehuda. We'll read this last question again tomorrow.